Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So, how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io. Or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a special guest who I had the pleasure of meeting in person at a plethora of different places, but is working on an extremely cool project that I think everyone needs to be paying attention to. I think is pretty revolutionary. And when pulled off will be something that everyone needs to be paying attention to. We have Jonathan Libby with Steady State. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Man, I appreciate you joining us today. I want to pack a lot with you. But before we do that, I want our audience to learn a little bit more about you. Give us some background on yourself. Uh, my background revolves around finance. You know, before I got into crypto, I was really deeply in finance um, and uh, big and big nerd. You know, uh, consulting, strategy, IB, insurance, all that stuff. I've I've studied and learned. And then my first kind of exposure to ins- um, crypto kind of came in the fall of 2019. Leighton Kusak, um, he's the founder of a product project called Pool Together. It was one of the, my first projects I was exposed to. Pool Together is a no-loss lottery savings account for people. It's kind of how it functions. It's very, very powerful. But what interested me about what he was doing was not necessarily Pool Together. It was compound finance. It was generating the APY returns. And I was trying to ration how, as a finance nerd, I was trying to ration how someone could generate lending APY by the second. And I'm like, what? And, and, and I was like, that's impossible. That's a scam. And the more I researched it, I'm like, holy crap, this is a scam. And ever since then, I've been falling down the rabbit hole of DeFi and crypto and really just diving in. I started buying crypto in that 2019 as well. My first big, big purchase came in the uh, COVID-19 crash. Very blessed for that. And then uh, everything I believe about DeFi kind of, kind of was realized fully, I think, when you're in finance came out where how it works is a smart contract, right? I deposit my USDC into a smart contract and get the highest APY lending between synthetics, Aave, and compound your money naturally moving. And all I could think about is like, if you could do that to a bank, what would that do to APY? For all banks that are now aggregated where your money's going to move to the highest APY at all times between banks. It's like, it's going to force these guys to like start strategy. How do we start making these people more money? It, it was just really powerful. And I think, you know, that's kind of my intro, my background, my intro to crypto. And that's great. And a lot of people, and the reason I like, always like to ask about backgrounds is you, you came in fall of 2019. So you've been in the game for about two years. Some people that we bring on the show have been in the game for over a decade. The point being, everyone listening, whether you're a crypto OG or you're new to the game, whenever you get involved, if you see where the opportunity is, you can get started and you can have something pretty massive that is helping to move the needle in the world of crypto. And one of the things that was brought up multiple times was APY, so annual percentage yield. 
And what's great about that for most people who don't know, if you have a savings account in traditional banking, you might get 0.01% on your money. Whereas in crypto right now, you can see something as low as 3% all the way up to 20% or even higher depending on where you're at. And so it sounds like in a lot of ways, this is what the introduction for Jonathan was. And he said, wow, this is really cool. How can I make this more accessible to more people? And like, how is this not a scam? So is that kind of the premise of how steady state came to be? Steady state actually came to be more, I thought, not necessarily how is it not a scam, but it was more like, I believe crypto and decentralized finance is going to transform money and how we understand money, not just like, yeah, it's just everything's going to be stable coins, but like, I think the average returns for people in many ways, it's going to be, you know, things are going to really alter and change, but the many way returns, I think people are going to see on their, their saving on their investments, rather than being seven to 10% annually, if they're lucky, it's going to be 20 to 30. And that's going to totally reinvent how we understand finances and growth. And like my view on returns are totally warped now. It's because of the space. My kind of steady state came to be with a fundamental belief where I want everyone to be exposed to space for mass adoption. Because I think it'd be one of the greatest ways to create wealth equity among large groups of people would be in crypto and DeFi that cannot be achieved in traditional finance networks now. Um, poverty and equity is a very important issue. Just, I think if you solve people's money problems, you can solve a lot. They, they can solve the rest. And so that's kind of like what, you know, why I say this game to you was kind of belief for like, I want crypto to be here for everyone. And one of the key problems is no one understands it. And if people want to use it, if people are offering to use it for them, they want to know are my assets protected. Right. And what I think is great about as people start to learn more about APY is you always think about like, how do you create full streams of income? And one can be just having your money sit and make money for you without in it, have it being in a secure and safe place and having it be liquid if you need it to be. But again, it's still making money for you. The challenge with savings accounts where people go and build that is that, yes, you have this liquid money, but it's not, it's not making you money. It's not really doing anything other than having this liquidity available in the event that something bad happens. But why not be able to still have that security, but then also have it make money for you as well? And so I kind of want to now break down what is steady state and what are you ultimately building with it right now? So steady state is kind of two things, but let's start with kind of what it is to the base. You know, we're trying to create insurance for protocols. So currently in the space of DeFi and crypto, if you, you can use all these protocols. There are a lot of risks you would use these protocols, all mostly technological. If I put $100 in Curve, I am scared when I wake, to, wake up tomorrow and that money in Curve is going to be gone because someone hacked the money and just stole the pool. That's one of the biggest fears we all have using the space. And it's a very rational fear. And currently, the way you're the avenue of protection in the space is through retail insurance, where I have to get insurance to my exposure to every protocol I use in every single, every, the whole industry, DeFi, DeFi, mostly in the Ethereum chain. I think we're also the insurance solutions are available. And this kind of very capital efficient, in my opinion, I have to get insurance to my exposure to every protocol. And the risk I'm trying to get protected from is what the protocol is exposed to, not necessarily what I've done. You know, and so what we're trying to do is create an insurance solution these protocols again to start protecting their communities. Now, the model we're looking to build is we understand that business insurance or any kind of form of business insurance has, you know, you need to have pretty high payouts to create coverage. And no pro- any protocol promising to pay out of business right now, unless they have a $2, 3000000000 billion pool lying around, they can't even begin to start insuring protocols. And so our approach is very different where we actually combine a lot of finance concepts to build an insurance pool long-term. And what we do is protocols say they want $30 million of coverage for their exposure liquidity pool. 
they can post it. And rather than uh, a business himself just ensuring and promising to pay out even though they have money, which we won't, no product, no, no richer wooden industry right now, putting people in state capital and receive a, a rate of return, a high rate of return for covering the downside risk. Take Aave. If Aave wanted $30 million in coverage and they wanted to pay, say, a 20% rate of return in Aave tokens, if I stake 100 USDC, I can receive a 20% rate of return in Aave tokens. Now, the problem here with steady state and what we're trying to solve is like, if we're trying to incentivize people to stake capital to a model or a system, just like if you put money into a hack pool and it gets hacked and stolen, well, if a hack does happen, if you're protecting your pool, you're going to lose like money. And again, by protecting the hack. And so the problem we have here now is a new kind of problem where like your upside is 20%, your downside is 100%. How do you, why is that a good bet? When we think about models, you're always making bets like that, but this is much more apparent. And I think a more proper strategy on convincing the state capital is to uh, allow them to control their downside risk. And that's where we build these things called index pools. Index pools mirror structured products, CEO credit default swap models, and typical traditional finance, where basically it's a pool with percent exposure to all these different kinds of insurance pools and all these protocols. So if an event happens, rather than your downside being 100% and the payoff from state your capital, it's 2 3 5%. But your upside, let's say, is a 20, 25% return and a punch of tokens all across the DeFi ecosystem. You're naturally accumulating a bunch of tokens naturally. Blue chip DeFi is the highest rate of return possible, say, in the industry, while actually getting controlled downside risk. Meaning that in the industry, we're trying to build these pools where your, your end-term end return will be net positive. It's almost likened to like the first bond in DeFi, but like rather than like you, you buy a bond, like an Apple bond, you receive a dollar. You're basically buying the risk of Apple and getting paid an Apple stock. And that's a really interesting concept. It is extremely interesting. And that's why I wanted to bring you on because when I first heard it, I was like, man, this is revolutionary. So for everyone listening, I'm sure that was a lot to unpack. I'm going to try to make sure we unpack this for you because what Jonathan is trying to make here is extremely impressive, especially once executed, like it could really help change the game. So in traditional finance world, you have index funds. Index funds, if you listen to a lot of uh, different financial books, everything else are typically your safest types of long-term investments because they diversify and they typically in the long-term outdo a lot of other types of funds that you could get into. So essentially trying to create an index fund in the crypto DeFi world. Now, typically when you would put in money into like an index fund, let's say I put in $1,000 and I can hopefully expect somewhere between five to 8% year over year. But when I'm ready to cash out, I'm, all, I'm even though I'm getting into a lot of different stocks, like an Apple and Amazon, whatever else, I'm getting paid out in, in US dollars. But instead for this DeFi fund, the way that Jonathan's explaining it is that you would actually get paid. So let's say in this hypothetical world, I'm doing an index fund that has Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Chainlink and DOT. So essentially I put in the money for this and instead of getting paid back, let's say I put in $100 worth of USDC, it gives me 20% of each of those. Instead of just getting $20 back, now I'm getting $20 worth of all of those different assets that were in each of those. Does that, does that about sum it up? Yeah, that's, that's a good, good explanation. Where exactly how ETS work is you have one token with your exposure to say like one, one stock with your exposure to 100 stocks. And it's the, the return, 5 8% is wage. Versus us is like, we're just going to pay you, you know, you're accumulating tokens and your, your exposure, you're not just exposed to the growth of all of them, you're actually accumulating. So it's like you're buying an ETF, but you're getting paid like a dividend in all the stocks. And that's what makes the model really interesting. Absolutely, man. So one that sounds very appetizing. What are the ways that as you model this out, is it that anyone can get into it? Is it that there's going to be certain thresholds like 
when I put in my money, am I now locked up for a month, a year, two years? Like, how's that model gonna work? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. I wanna give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, FinTech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a Cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. So when it comes to like total value of the buy, it'll be comparative to the total available in that index pool. So if the threshold value is $150 million and like it's safe with $150 million to cover say five protocols on a mixture of like, you know, 30 million exposure each to you know coverage. There's only 150 million available, and so like it's all about the structure, product build, and how you make it available. Um, so the problem I see in a lot of crypto, it's your question about like the lockup period. The problem I see a lot in a lot of these kind of crypto insurance funders, retail, or people trying to take the same approach to protocol insurance is it's, they want to make sure that you can stake your capital and be able to unstake your capital when you want. I love Nexus Mutual. I use Nexus Mutual. I think it's a good system you know, has its ups and downs, but it's, you know, it's a good start to where we're trying to go in the industry, I think. And with Nexus, if I stake my Ethereum and I want my Ethereum back to unstake, it takes 90 days for me to unstake my capital, which is a really capital efficient model. And so I was started thinking about what model is available where you're, you know, these guys are staking money on risk and all these Nexus mutual type models. And they, rather than that, it's like, how do you make that liquid where if you unstake, you're, 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 you're sacrificing interlink collateral to the protocol. Well, I was starting to think, what are models that, you know, you can stay cap, like people hand money over, hold, hold some kind of a object that, you know, receives returns, and then you, then you can trade that object around. And that was a bond market. So what we're looking to do is basically when a business produces $100 million of bonds, let's say, and so like $100 of those bonds, then basically when I hold that bond, I, uh, rather than give it back to the business, I trade around a secondary market. And so when you when you take 100 USDC in these index pools, you'll see like a Uniswap, a, a synthetic tool. We plan to actually create a new use case for Uniswap and Sushi and other DEXs where you can now trade the state index pool capital where say steady state DAO will buy a portion of them with private liquidity in the models and have some kind of great values and you can trade those around secondary markets. And that's how you're gonna make it liquid is rather than you know staking on staking for 90 day periods, you're gonna just trade the underlying collateral around just like you would normal. Other other kinds of risk debt objects, and that's what we're trying to do. Where it's going to be liquid, and Uniswap V3 is a perfect use case to build something like this out. Yeah, that is really cool. I think that's going to make a lot of people attracted to this opportunity. Something I want to go backtrack to for a second is I really want to unpack the idea of you know for some of the liquidity pools that are out there. You know, you can get a twenty percent APY, but you have a hundred percent risk, right? If there's a hack or whatever, you lose everything. How is it that steady state is able to help kind of bridge some of that and, and deflect some of that risk? So my understanding is like, for example, let's say that in a pool of 20 tokens, that means that you roughly have exposure, a 5% exposure to each of those tokens. So if one of them gets hacked, that means that you're still safe for about 95% of your upside. Is that kind of how that's broken down? Yeah, exactly. And you're still receiving the tokens, let's say. It's the protocol, it's the underlying value. If I stake $100 USDC, I'm going to lose $5 of USDC in the underlying capital. Is it to pay out the protocol from what I staked? But I'm still receiving the tokens. If you're long on a protocol, this is almost a great model where if it gets hacked like crap, but the token value decreases, 
So if you just keep that, keep the capital stake in that model, maybe add building that five dollars, is you're going to accumulate a lot more tokens at a lower US dollar value, which means you're going to get a lot more naturally, which makes it a more interesting model there. Where yeah, but yeah, exactly what you're saying is exactly how it works. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And it just seems like there's a lot of layers to this and a lot of ways that people can find an opportunity to be able to create some of this passive income that we we're talking about earlier, right? So you're secure, securely putting your money into a place that you can feel safe about getting a high APY, but then also de-risking your downside as well. So like from a roadmap standpoint, you know, where are you presently at and like where are things kind of headed as steady state continues to be built out? So what we're currently built out is we're about 30% built out. Our product team has been working, you know, we're both, we're now centralizing for a period of time to build, keep build the product more quickly. Uh, we're hoping to have a test net out between November, December. We're going through audits and hopefully have a full product with token launched, a utility token launched with product in a March of, or February, sometime, or January, sometime Q1 2022 is our plan to launch. We don't want to just launch a token. We want to launch a token with product to sh- and with utility value. Um, to make sure, you know, we're meeting a lot of different security requirements. Definitely. And I believe you actually had some pretty good news come out about something that you're doing with Chainlink. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So one thing that makes our insurance model relatively attractive is we're automating a lot of the insurance claims for the protocols. So the problem with all these different insurance claims processes in in a DeFi crypto right now is my if uh, the claims payout um, for retailers on Nexus is about 18%, I think. Our team just did, re- did research on it a couple weeks ago. It just handed me docs. I'm like, wow, it's really that low. But basically, if I file a claim on Nexus, and the chance of the payout is 18%. Now, well, based on our market research we did in February and March is we found that no protocol was going to trust pay high premiums to a business model. It's going to pay them. has an 18% chance to pay them out if it didn't happen. So it's 82% chance of loss. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to bet on that. I'm going to keep my own treasury. So what we're doing is we're trying to automate the events in crypto and DeFi, like the known events in DeFi that we categorize, whether it's a Oracle manipulation, flash on attack, black bug, black hat exploit. We're categorizing these events and putting criteria on them. If this, 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 then hit payout. And we're using the Keepers Network, which Chainlink just recently released. What the Keepers Network basically is, so smart contracts are great, but they're also pretty dumb in the sense where, you know, there is an agreement, but you have to input data to receive an output. And someone has to walk in and input the data. What we're using the the Keepers Network, what it's supposed to do is it tracks a bunch of on-chain data where you're trying to get the search for. When it finds the data you're trying to search for, it'll input it naturally into a smart contract without people ever having to be involved. And so we're one of the first integrations and key use cases for the Chainlink Keepers Network, where it's going to be pet tracking data all across like different kinds of protocols and different kind of variables and metrics you're looking for, whether it's mempool transactions or gas prices or key code change manipulations. And it'll basically take all those different data. And when it sees an event that's like and, and that triggers a payout, it'll just naturally flood it into the smart contract. And protocols find this to be a system they can trust a lot more because it's automated rather than run and rather than a mutual vote. And because of that, they actually know that like, if the, if the event happens, if it meets the category of this event, then I'm going to get a payout. And that creates, our goal is get a 95% success rating on the payout, which will be substantially better than 18%. Which is awesome that you're able to build that out. So just so I can kind of layer that back just a moment, just so I can unpack that for a second. You're essentially able to create a protocol that for people who participate through steady state or what have you, 
by validating these different smart tracks that are going on, there will be a reward for those validations. And so by having like a 95% quality rate, that's a whole nother kind of work stream of revenue that would be able to come into the company. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds right. Gotcha. Oh, well, that's cool, man. I mean, it just sounds like y'all are trying to find as many creative ways to be able to bring revenue opportunities to people who participate in, in Steady State. And, and, it, and I, I just know through offline conversations, it sounds like there's even more things that are kind of on the horizon in the future, which we will save to unpack at a later date as those developments continue to happen. But it, it, it sounds like this is an exciting time for a lot of what y'all are building right now. Hey, we're really excited. You know, there's really two models. We got to ensure the protocols, we got to convince people to take capital. And long-term, we're going to take the fees you receive and build our own insurance fund. It's going to float on top of the whole model and we're keep the APYs high for the speakers while reducing it for the protocols. And I think our approach will be very, very successful in the long term. No doubt. Well, Steady State's definitely one I'm going to be looking out for. And I think everyone listening, you should be looking out for too. As an aside question, as you look into the greater crypto realm, right, we're heading into this next decade of crypto and blockchain technology. We've seen this explosion in DeFi. We've also seen NFTs beginning to take off. We see different Web3s continue to develop as well. What do you think the short-term futures where a lot of people should be paying attention and seeing a lot of things start to develop, but you think it's in the insurance space or what do you think people should be looking out for? If you're thinking about like different opportunities, like front run opportunities in the space, I would say gaming is still a very incredibly undervalued industry, crypto gaming. I'd be definitely putting a lot of eyes there. I think the market cap is significantly lower compared to the total potential value. I'm not sure if we're on a euphoria page stage of NFTs. There's still a long-term window there. I think DAOs may be the next big you know, NFT summer, DeFi summer could be DAO summer. I think next year, I'm hearing a lot of people building really interesting models and in actual companies, corporate, public companies. But I think the next big play, if I was going to do research, would be gaming. I think gaming is a weird marriage in the space between crypto, blockchain, NFTs, and DeFi. And I think uh, it'll be really fun for people to start exploring that. Look at like short term, the next two to three months would be gaming. After that, I'd say DAOs, you know, always keep a long view on DeFi and NFTs no matter what because that stuff is going to transform a lot. No doubt. And just to echo the gaming, more and more people I've been speaking to have been telling me that as well. And uh, I say it on the show a couple of times, when you hear something, you know, two or three times in a short amount of time, pay attention. Even as I look at some of the, the newest ICOs uh, opportunities that have been in gaming um, lately, they've been doing pretty well compared to the rest of the market. So I'm definitely gonna be spending more time and attention on that. So thank you for putting that on everybody's horizon. But you know, as we kind of wrap up here, man, I always like to ask these final two fun questions. One of them being with all the knowledge you have right now. And if you could go impart two to three pieces of wisdom when you first got started in the crypto space, what would you tell yourself? There's a lot of noise. Trust your gut and bet on yourself. That'd be the first thing I would tell myself. You know, I have a lot of people, advisors and people offering strategy and all these other things trying to give me advice. And I have to just learn to pick what you can and ignore the rest. And, and that's like a really key thing. A lot of people don't do well. Another one is like, Aim to be better every day. Treat yourself like a standard for yourself and if other, just for yourself. And when people, when you're leading groups of people, make sure you're the standard and everyone else has to strive to meet. So it's, it's better to ignore the noise, um, be the standard. And I think the third best advice I can give is, you know, keep your peace. Yeah, I imagine you have a lot of people in crypto entrepreneurs and in in listening to this call. You guys go through a lot of stuff on a daily, weekly basis. I have to be very careful not to lose my mind. Uh, I think everyone, everyone, uh, people have commented that I sound a lot more stern when I talk, but also that like I sound way calmer than I did 
two months ago at the same time where I'm just like, you don't seem phased by much, but like, also you seem very phased. I'm like, yeah, I'm just learning to deal with it. But um, <laughs> It's like, uh, just find your peace. You know, for me, it's, I go play sports. I was playing volleyball yesterday and then ultimate Frisbee. And then I just want to be active when I can, whether it's a gym or anything. And so I think it's a big thing is, you know, ignore the noise, trust your gut, bet on yourself, be the standard. And third is, is find your peace. And I think those are like kind of the three things I lean on more and more every day and try to remind myself every day. No, that, that is amazing. Great advice. Everyone listening, run that back. Just listen to it about two or three times. It's important and people lose sight of it. One of them that I want to spend just a second more time on is finding your peace. So there's a moment probably in early summer where like I was just stressed out, just working on a bunch of different things and feeling like I was being pulled in a million directions and just realizing like, no, like I just need to take a moment, take a deep breath, figure out what's important and then refocus, realign, step away from things just for a second, just to get perspective back and get getting that peace back and feeling good about everything. So I think that was a great reminder. So I really do appreciate those three pieces. But as we wrap up here, man, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? The future of crypto is by bright. Don't stop betting on the future. Don't stop betting on the entrepreneurs. Don't stop betting on what's going on now and what's going to, what you think is going to happen. Keep your view rather than the next two months, three months, five, 10 years. And if you can do that well, then you can get anywhere, I think. And I, I believe you can be anything you want. And I think with this space itself, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, if you're trying to innovate, if you're trying to achieve something in your personal goal with this wealth, some level of freedom, whatever you're looking to do, this is the space to be in. Keep your scope high and always keep a lookout for the next opportunity. And rather than be skeptical, try to be creative, ask constructive questions and just for this for the goal of learning rather than critiquing. And I think people who do that are going to really going to be the leaders in the space. No doubt. Amazing final thought. Uh, Jonathan, really appreciate that sentiment and everything that you shared with us today. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about everything going on at Steady State? Yeah, Steady State DeFi is our Telegram. You know, Steady State DeFi is also our uh, Twitter. Feel free to, you know, John SST is my Telegram if you ever want to reach out personally. We'd love to connect with a lot of people over through Telegram. And if, if you want to talk to me personally, I'm always available. Try to be available as much as I can. Um, 13 hours a day at least, uh, I'm trying to. We, I'm always down to get, grow our community. I'm always down to teach people more. And our website is steadystate.finance. So a lot of different links you probably can share below and uh, we can really get people uh, interested in what we're doing. No doubt. Well, we're going to share all of those links in the show notes. Again, we really appreciate all your time today. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from JTR2424. Excellent content. Great show for people to learn details about what's happening in crypto today. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today.
Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.